Are you ready for the end of the world? Well, the end of 2014. <laughs> yeah, it has been, hasn't it? This is your community spirit. Show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of being. I forgot to wake up, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. Wake <clears throat> up! To the peace and joy of Mother Earth, you are listening to... Your community spirit. Yes, coming at you on your community radio. This is Ord Energy Mon. And this is Tree Song. And, and I think we tag team that pretty good. How many years <laughs> yeah. we've been, that took us a while to we got it. Work, yeah. out, work our way up to doing the promo. Yeah, we did it alternating. <laughs> <laughs> Just like. And I think we're both almost awake too. We are living in the future. Yes, the future. It's 2015. In the year 2015. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> climate change's calling card 2015. Heat. <laughs> you don't say. So this is a series of stories which we look back on key issues and events of 2014 and why they will continue to make headlines in 2015. Such as, fate of Earth's ice comes further into focus. Ocean warning. Probing, probing a blue abyss. Mm. U.S. at brink of turning point in energy. Now I probably should say this like, what is it like? Yeah, driller style. Um, U.S. at brink of turning point. In climate energy. change's calling card in 2014. Heat. Climate change's evolving role in extreme weather. Um, should we really start the new year talking about things? That affect us? <laughs> yeah. Imagine that, you know, spending the new year talking about things that will actually have an impact on our lives. Well, we could make a resolution that'll last this week. <laughs> yeah. Or we could make a resolution that'll last... A lifetime. It's called Life Changer, right? Yeah. <laughs> now, this year is virtually guaranteed to go down as the world's hottest on record. Yeah. It's still going to take a couple of days to officially crunch the numbers, I'm sure, but the year's over... Basically, everybody knows it's going to be the hottest year on record. But it's not just one hot year we're talking about. It's a staggering list. Consider that the 15 hottest years on record have all come since 1997. Or that this will be the third straight decade to break the mark for global temps. And it's been 358 months since the planet had a cooler than average month. And more than 100 years since we last had a record cold month. Yeah, I mean, think about that. It's been more than 100 years since we had a record cold month. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, wait a second. None of this should come as a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> as the world warms, record heat is climate change's calling card. As a new year turns over, a number of signs point to 2015, following in this year's toasty footsteps. Mm -hmm. This includes a possibility of a weak El Nino further raising global temperatures and clues from coral reefs indicating a heat spike could be looming in the near future. I mean, that's one of the most interesting things is, is heat affects the water on our planet more than the air. Yeah. I mean, in case you didn't know it, air actually cannot hold heat and cool. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like the, <laughs> which is very funny because that's how we heat and cool our houses. Yeah. Forced air. But <laughs> it's you, like the worst possible way to transport heat and cool. Yeah. If you use like forced air to heat your house, you know, if you go and stand by that vent, you feel the heat. If you go five feet away, it's nothing. You know, it's like. <laughs> so the, the issue is we've been, you know, we measure the air temperature. Yeah. And it's been going up. But how do you measure 
you know, the water temperature. Yeah. And so they've been, they, they've been starting to, uh, well, anyway, it's not part of this article. I'm <laughs> yeah. going off on Yeah, that. you're going off on what you know about the climate. Yeah, but they are, <laughs> like, they are increasing their measurement of oceans too. And that's one of the other stories in this series. This is from climatecentral.org. And this whole past week for the end of the year, they did a series of these five articles about different aspects of the climate, you know, and the oceans is a big one too. But basically the oceans, the air, all of it's going to be warming. Public health could also be threatened and is threatened by heat waves and insect-borne diseases that thrive in the heat. So, Yeah, and that's something a lot of people don't think about. They think of like, I mean, they might think of heat stroke, for example. You know, that is a form of illness that is going to increase. But they may not think about things like extra mosquitoes, extra ticks, you know. Ticks? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have to bring that up? <laughs> Everybody loves ticks. Like right? I always pray for a couple weeks of really cold weather. Yeah. To knock down those ticks, and especially now they've got the tick that causes people to become allergic to meat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if the tick goes in there, you become allergic to, um, yeah, to, to, to the tick, which has like the same type of similar proteins. Proteins. Of some sort. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, so climate I, change could make you allergic to meat. I have a couple of friends who were like, were diehard meat eaters and both of them, one of them in this area. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, that would be tough that your whole lifestyle changed because a tick, little teeny guy took over. So yeah, what should we do? Mm-hmm. Well, India, isn't India like a third world country? <laughs> Well, it's, a, it's considered a developing country in some ways, but it's very big. It's got a lot of people. India to fund 158 million for one gigawatt of solar projects. Yeah. That's a lot. That's 10 billion rupees. Yeah. <laughs> to, and they're giving it to state-run companies for building one gigawatt of grid-connected solar photovoltaic power in the next three years. The companies will have to use photovoltaic cells and modules made in India to avail the funding according to a government statement. The government will do away with statutory clearances for projects located in remote areas where land is inexpensive. India, which has installed 3 gigawatts of solar power. Okay, wait a second. So currently they're at 3 gigawatts? And they're going to add one more. (laughs) They're going to add 25% in the next three years? Yeah. Okay. They actually plan to hit 22 gigawatts by 2022. Yeah. So that's like a gigawatt a year, right? Yeah. And I've read some articles. There's even talk of doing more than that. But this is like their official plan is to go for... Well, I mean, in the the U.S. we plan to do more. But this is an official... I mean, we don't have a mandate in the U.S. (laughs) to do any solar. Yeah. I don't think. We've got a few politicians saying, oh, yeah, we'll get around to that eventually. (laughs) But here they're actually mandating and funding it. Yeah. Which mandating is one thing, but actually funding it. (laughs) Yeah. And this is state-run companies. Yeah. So basically they're saying, we're the government. We should do this. And then other people will follow. Yeah. Wait a second. Isn't that backwards? Governments <laughs> are supposed to follow the people. Yeah. <laughs> Not lead. Yeah, it's it's rare. Sometimes governments do Politicians lead. leading? That's strange. Usually it's This like, is a new year. It's a new year. We're and on India is world. leading the world. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And this is an interesting one to hear, too, you know, because oftentimes what happens is the opposite. You get like, lately we've been what having... What do you mean oftentimes? All the time. All the time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we've had like... You know, the U.S. saying, well, 
you know, China and India and other countries aren't doing enough, so we're not going to do anything. And then they would say the same to the U.S. Well, now and China so and India are, I mean, <laughs> China's been doing it for years now. And yeah. so India's catching up. And now India's doing it. So, yeah. um, the percentages point is a good point too, because, you know, it, you know, if, if you're in a country that has already more solar than that, it may not sound as big, but if you're increasing by a high percentage. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter years, how much you have if you're increasing by 25%. Yeah. That's tremendous. Yeah, it's huge. You know, I mean, of course, if you had three solar panels and you had one more, 25%. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds impressive. But, I mean, a gigawatt is a lot of energy. Yeah, it's a start. So, let's see. How, how was your holiday season? Did you have any fun over the holidays? Uh, this is a good holiday story here. <laughs> this is a story of holiday gifts. Uh, I, I exchanged some gifts over the holiday and received some, and this is a gift for the goats. <laughs> what? Christmas is over. It's time to throw your tree to the goats. There's only one time of year when millions of people chop down, uh, or if it's less lumber-inclined, a purchase... Uh, solitary conifer, prop it up next to the, uh, their futon. Yeah, it's true. I never thought of the mass murder of trees during a time of rebirth. Yeah. <laughs> Just it's like, oh, let's celebrate rebirth by chopping down millions of, of conifers. <laughs> so it's only at this time of year they do it. They prop it up next to their futon and then they toss it out with the garbage a few weeks later. Now that I did start to realize a long time ago, even before I was fully environmentally aware, it's like, here's this tree and we're just throwing it in the trash. That doesn't seem quite right. So in a drought-ridden place like California, this is not a hot idea because you take it to the landfill and all these trees in the landfill, they could catch fire. <laughs> Very easily, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean dr- dry pine. Or yeah, anything. dry pine needles are notorious for catching fire. So a group of clever, f- clever farmers and firefighters has found a solution in goats. Goats. They say goats will eat anything, but yes, goats. I don't know about dry trees. Yeah, well, I don't think they'll eat the actual trunks. You know, they're not that crazy, but they will. Eat, if it's fresh enough, they'll eat some of the pine needles. Yeah, well, in the winter they like that vitamin C, even if it's dry. Yeah, humans can even eat them for vitamin C, but it's not very palatable to humans. Yeah, It'd take a lot of humans to eat a couple of trees. Yeah. <laughs> so, starting this past week, the Truckee Meadows Fire Protection District in Truckee, California is launching a tree, a Christmas tree recycling program in which 40 goats of a family-owned goat herding business, Goat Grazers, will munch away at your Tannenbaum's highly flammable needles, leaving only the bare trunk. Once the trees are bitten down into scrawny trunks, the leftover wood is used to make mulch for parks. So none of it ends up in the landfill. The, the goats eat what they can, and then the rest gets mulched for the parks. The idea is enough to grow on any Grinch's heart Three sizes. <laughs> the Grinch, you know, his heart gets three sizes bigger at this idea. So here's more on that. Th- uh, Thomas, a longtime firefighter and goat herder. Uh, you never <laughs> think you'd hear those two in one yeah, sentence. I didn't know firefighters and goat herders went together. Well, he said his goats have helped eat fire-prone weeds. <laughs> Good thing. <clears throat> you pause a little too long between fire and prone weeds. Yeah. Eat fire. Eat fire. <laughs> goats that's, will eat anything. That's a well-trained goat. Uh, we thought, what a great way to get rid of weeds. Yeah, who would think that? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. it's like... Yeah, I mean, it's a good idea. I mean, goats do, they don't literally eat anything, but they eat a lot. And yeah. so, uh, they had the idea of doing just that with the recycling program and thought about the trees. And the goats are great employees. They love their job and don't complain. <laughs> just like I never thought I'd hear that sentence either. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is, um, so 
goat herding, it, um, it is a big business for like fenced in parks and like cemeteries are very popular. Mm -hmm. They, they turn the goats loose in there and they mow it and weed eat it. Mainly weed eat it because goats don't like eating things off the ground, but they'll eat all the twigs and stuff. And you know, the little, um, weeds around the tombstones and stuff. And while they're at it, they fertilize it. Yeah. (laughs) And it only works, of course, if the place is fenced in, but they'll put them in there for a day a big herd and they'll come in and they'll just clean the whole thing out and then they do that like you know once a month or something so, <laughs> yeah who let the goats out <laughs> it's just like <laughs> yeah that's a pretty good deal for everybody involved sounds like so this plan is inspired but feeding our trash and leftovers for goats won't work because goats actually don't eat trash yeah they'll nibble on anything yeah but they're actually very picky about what they eat as modern farmer investigated last spring's, goats don't really pr- process that trash compactor stomach of legend. Though their iron-clad digestive systems can handle some prickly pine needles, they cannot stomach, contrary to farm lore, tin cans. So if you do throw away your tree to the goats, make sure to take the tinsel off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. I mean, goats do have four stomachs, so, you know, they can digest things that are harder to digest. Yeah. And, you know, it goes through the process of digesting. And they like a lot of, like, um, roughage. Yeah. So, like, um, not, not, um, like twiggy stuff and, and weeds. I mean, yeah. they, they you actually can, enjoy that. You can feed them your leftover shredded wheat. <laughs> so, if you actually don't have a goat or a friend of a goat, <laughs> consider composting it. Keeping it decked out in the family room all year long, I wouldn't recommend that one. Yeah, <laughs> There's, I've seen too many fires that happen. I mean, literally the whole tree go up in a minute. Yeah, it gets dry. Um, recycling it through the local tree recycling program. Um, if I remember right, locally the things it either gets into mulch, or in Marion they put it in the lake for fish habitat. Yeah, because we have that. all these homemade lakes. And so there's no natural place for fish to, like, you know, lay their eggs and attach it to, you know, rocks and stuff. So they toss the Christmas trees in there, and then the fish have places to hatch out. Yeah, so. and they have places to celebrate their holiday, you know. I bet the fish celebrate Christmas on, I don't know, January 1st. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> now, whatever method you choose, I think we should all agree that the goat method, especially when it employs those prancy little ones, it's indisputably the cutest. <laughs> yeah, I think that's true. Kids are always great. <laughs> Everybody loves kids around the holidays. <laughs> well, uh, for a certain period of time. <laughs> yeah, long enough to eat the tree. <laughs> All yeah. right. I raised goats, and the kids did a really good job of getting out and climbing on the car. <laughs> so, you know, you made sure if someone showed up in a brand new something. Yeah. That you'd have them parked like half a mile from the house. Yeah, otherwise I'll get hoof prints on me. Because, I mean... I. I had 150 goats, and I got really good at keeping the goats from getting out, but there was always one that could just jump a five-foot fence. <laughs> yeah. And they'd be the one on top of the car. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, with the new year, we could have some new resolutions. I mean, I'm, I'm not too big into the whole New Year's resolution thing. I try to do, you know, make, make commitments year-round. Uh, well, I mean, you could reaffirm... The things you slacked off on. Yeah, that's kind of what I tend to do at this time. It's like or, or reevaluate your complete life. Yeah. I mean, too many people do that. That's way too much work. You know, reevaluate one thing. 
and then you'll actually change it. Yeah. But if your whole life, <laughs> nah. Yeah, well, one piece at a time. Well, but I, anytime I think of New Year's resolutions, I try to focus on green resolutions, you know, because those are ones that affect me and affect everybody around me. Man, that's pretty good. I mean, isn't that what we're supposed to think of in Christmas? Think of others. Yeah, think you have others. You know, so if we change something in our lives that affects the whole world? Yes. <laughs> wow. That's too big. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can start big things by starting small, and there's a lot of uh, small ideas that you can do at home, so... Uh, and the first one is stop wasting water bottles. Bottled water is incredibly wasteful on so many levels. An estimated 80% of them don't get recycled. And because of the plastic production process, it takes three times the amount of water in a water bottle to produce just one. So you drink one <laughs> and you're wasting three? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's American of us. Yeah, it's very American <laughs> it's of us. It's like, number two, modernize your to-do list. If you're like me. I used to keep lists and post-it notes everywhere. Instead, use an app or your phone's calendar notepad to make the list. Not only does it keep your list with you and help you stay organized, you're being environmentally conscious. Okay, I, want, I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> How is that being environmentally conscious? <laughs> well, if you're reducing your paper use. Well, yeah, but I mean, it takes energy to make paper. Mm-hmm. But it takes energy to power your device. Yeah. Well, I think it makes you more efficient by having it because you're already using your electronic device. Yeah. Well, and if your device is already on, like a lot of these devices are constantly on anyway. True. So typing on the keyboard a little isn't adding too much energy. And paper, you know, depending on where you're getting your paper too, your paper could have a big impact. Like if it's non-recycled paper, if it's harvested in a destructive way. Well, yeah. Thinking about the Green nature of your to-do list. How have you resolved that? Yeah. Well, I d- it it was a big dilemma for my company. We went ten years ago paper free. Yeah. And we talked really hard about it because we were like, well, we use a lot more electronics, which is better, you know. So yeah, it was a big conversation. So I just thought I'd play. What do they <laughs> yeah. call it? The devil's advocate. There. Devil's advocate. <laughs> well, and carpool is another one. Not only does carpooling with coworkers or friends save gas. But you reduce the number of cars on the road, thus less carbon emissions, and your commute will become more lively. <laughs> well, I mean, and if you live in town here, you can bike or walk to work. Yeah. You know, instead of driving your car to the gym, you could walk there. Yeah. I mean, to work. To work, yeah. And I often <laughs> take the bus. Taking the bus is a big form of carpooling. You get a dozen people together <laughs> in the same vehicle. Number four, buy canvas bags and use them for groceries. I keep them in my car so I don't forget to bring them. So I keep them in my car, but then I forget to bring them into the store. <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, wait, I have a, I have my, oh. Got a phone call. <laughs> so yeah. I thought I had that muted. <laughs> oh, that was my workout thing. I ran here. Oh, okay. It's like, that's not my New Year's resolution. <laughs> it was, I'm waking up and I'm late to the show and I promised myself I wouldn't drive here. Yeah. So and that's kind of a, well, it's from last my year. My bike had a flat tire. So <laughs> it was just like. So yeah. none of those mornings. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, canvas bags and grocery store. Making a compost bin is another one. And if you live in a place, an apartment where you don't have a outdoor compost bin, you can do indoor composting with vermiculture. Worms that eat your compost, or you can take it to places you know that do have compost. 
Uh, it's just such a waste to send food materials to landfills. Now, if you're a cook, let me tell you a little trick. Any veggie scraps you have, that could be the, you cut the carrot tops, you have the onion, onion peel, um, those tough, uh, blades of kale that you're not gonna, you know, chop up and stir fry. You take all those and you put them, you save them, and then you put them in a bag in a pot of water and that's how you make broth. Broth, yeah. <laughs> you don't eat any of that stuff, but, you know, even onion peels, yeah, you wouldn't eat that. But that's how chefs make veggie broth. Yeah, it's got some juices and in there. And then you can still toss that in the compost afterwards. Yeah, reuse and recycle. <laughs> it's like it has multiple use there. Yeah. So that's a little trick. Oh, and we're almost out of time here. Just four minutes left. Uh oh. <laughs> so we can be quick with the last of these. Use cloth napkins. Yeah. I was actually going, to, I'm going to tease some of my friends. We went out to dinner last night and they didn't want to blow their nose on the cloth napkin at the <laughs> restaurant. They yeah. asked anybody for tissue. <laughs> They're like, someone's going to use that cloth napkin. I was like, uh. They're going to wash it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, yeah. So but, we do have, um, a hard time to go back to how we used to be. Yeah. Take shorter showers, or the best thing is shower with a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Reduce your water usage. Nice and social, too. So turn off your lights when you leave the room. Now, I like this rule that you've mentioned of having one light, one person. You know, yeah. you one. don't want to run through the house, go through five rooms, and leave five lights on. No, just one person, one, you know, one light per room per person. Yeah. So, you know. Wash in warm water or yeah. cold water as often as possible. I Actually, 90% of the energy used by a top loader is for heating the water. Yeah, I always wash in cold. You know, I I have my clothing, luckily, doesn't really get affected by how I wash it. So I just wash it in cold. And, and the last one, recycle equals money. Yeah. Today, many grocery stores and local marts offer bottle return centers. Although it initially seems like a small win, save your recycle money for a rainy day. You'll be surprised how fast it adds up. Yeah. So, tomorrow is a holiday, the Festival of Sleep Day. <laughs> it's also Fruitcake Toss Day. <laughs> I, I don't really, I like making jokes about fruitcake, but I actually like them as long as they don't have those little cherries in them. Mm -hmm. Like, I absolutely hate those fake cherries. The yeah. fake, the artificially, they get a cherry, and then they artificially flavor it with cherry. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just a like, cherries taste good. But, yeah. Yeah. Festival of sleep. I may celebrate that. And Sunday is trivia day. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> Monday, nat National Bird Day. Um, Not the National Birdie Day. <laughs> that's National all another bird. day. <laughs> yeah, that's, all, that's every day for some people. Yeah. And uh Tuesday's Bean Day and Cuddle Up Day. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> it might be you a bad combination. You don't want to cuddle with You cuddle people. and then you eat the beans. <laughs> okay. Um Wednesday is Old Rock Day. Yeah, and Thursday is Bubble Bath Day and Mail Watchers Day. I think I'll put the Bubble Bath with the Sleep Day. That'd be good. You put them together. That's a good combination. Yep. Thursday is Mail Watchers Day? Yeah. Like, as in, not a female, a male. Yeah, not I don't know what man. that one is. That sounds like a strange holiday. So. so coming up, we've got the farmer's markets. They're still going out there. They're in the indoors now at the Carbondale Community High School. It's coming up on Saturday from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m.
That's inside the Carbonell Community High School. A lot of community here. We are your community spirit talking about the Carbonell Community Farmers Market at the Carbonell Community High School on your community radio station. Yes, bring lots the community of good community. community yeah, it's like the Peace Coalition Monthly Vigil, Saturday, January third, at noon at the Town Square Pavilion. This month's vigil theme is Peace on Earth. The Peace Coalition will have signs in accordance with nonviolent and peace values. All are invited to meet afterwards at Cristados for the Peace Coalition's monthly meeting to talk about issues and future vigils. Yes. And also coming up next week on Thursday is the Racial Justice Coalition. Now, it's usually on the first Thursday, but this time the first Thursday was New Year's Day. <laughs> so they, they were, you know, they didn't want to have it on New Year's Day, but it's on the 8th. Coming up on next Thursday at Church of the Good Shepherd at 7 p.m. Martin Luther King Celebration Community Choir Practice. <laughs> the Martin Luther King Celebration will be held on Sunday, January 18th at the Carbondale Civic Center at 4 p.m. They are seeking volunteers to participate in a community choir for the program. There will be three practice sessions... Saturday, January 10th, Saturday, January 17th, both at 10 a.m. to be held at the Rock Hill Baptist Church. And then a final rehearsal will be held Sunday, January 18th at 3 p.m. at the Civic Center right before the event. Yeah. And I have not been to the event or heard the choir, but I've talked to people who have been in the choir, and it's a very diverse group of people singing and some people aren't very good singers, they tell me. But <laughs> together, they raise the voice on high, right? Yeah, together make it happen. And I have participated in that before. It was really fun. And the practice, if you're not used to singing in public, the practice helps and standing next to someone in the same octave as you helps. <laughs> I mean, for me, yeah, that's a big deal. Because so. I, I can, I can sing, you know, but I need, if I stand, you next know, to, you know, a little <laughs> His bit. His hands are in the little shaky thing. <laughs> yeah. But if I stand next to someone who's an octave higher than me, I'm going to keep trying to go up and oh, my yeah, voice yeah. crack. So, <laughs> so like everybody who has the same octave sings together and yeah. therefore you create a harmony. Yeah, you that? create a harmony and it works out. There you go. It's a metaphor for life. <laughs> so yeah, that's all the happenings we have. We kind of squeezed them in almost in time. <laughs> if you have happenings, please email them to us, the happening guys at info at yourcommunityspirit.org and I don't think it's going to be that cold this weekend. Yeah, I don't think so. I think it might give... I don't remember when exactly the cold comes, but I think it will be alright at least for another day or two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's winter, isn't it? Yeah, it's winter. So, it's not cold for winter, that's for sure. You know, the only time I talk about the weather is on this show. Yeah. <laughs> just like... <laughs> alright, let's get out in the woods, enjoy nature, and enjoy this place. Yes.